better, five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Hello, welcome to Five Better Podcast. I'm Guy. And I'm Jim. And the purpose of the show is fairly simple. We take one song each week and try and find five better. To do this, we take it in turns to argue over points. And we maybe base it on musical knowledge. Could be a personal experience with the song. Or it could be we just talk rubbish and we snigger a lot. Um, all have their own merit and all are hopefully valid. And the idea is uh, Jim or I will decide, based on what the other person said, whether we think that song is better. It's fairly straightforward. Hopefully, um, you'll be able to listen and enjoy it as well. This week, we've got a cracking, cracking song, haven't we, Jim? This is a, this is a belter. This is uh, 80s finest right there. I, I, I love everything about this. I love his name. I love this song. It's like, it's, the, the, it's brilliant. Should we listen, should we listen to it? what it is? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. Okay, so I, I always do that. I always kind of try and tease people with what the song is, but we send it out beforehand on a podcast or on uh, Twitter. <laughs> so anyone who does this, and, and the episode's called that as well, so anyone listening knows what the bloody song is. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so um, this week, Belter is uh, the 80s classic by Colonel Abraham's Trap. If you love one another, why should we let this go further? Can't you see it's gonna pull us apart? Wow, that is so 80s, isn't it? It's a classic song. Marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. Uh, I, love the, I love the video for this because on top of the pop version on YouTube, obviously he's wearing the full, you know, the military regalia outfit, which, which you expect for a colonel. Exactly. He has standards. Well, you know, they just made the bloke who walked up and down his garden a colonel, so. I mean, and it took him a hundred years. I mean, this guy did it I mean, he's in his twenties. Impressive. He was already there, wasn't he? Why we chose this song? Well, as we are in this, uh, in this country, in this city, and all over the world, pretty much, in lockdown, um, we're all trapped in our houses. Can't get out now. I just I, I mean I was thinking about this all day today. Yeah, this isn't a um, political rant about how we should get rid of lockdown and um, we should all be allowed out. And this is terrible because I think we should be in lockdown until um, people stop dying, basically. So <laughs> I, this isn't going to. Oh, this isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who am I to say? But I just, I, I did think today that I don't want people to think this is like kind of two Burks getting on their high, two middle class Burks getting on their high horse about how lockdown's a terrible thing and blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, it's not that at all. It's just a good, good thing for a song. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll probably think with two Burks anyway, but uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a given. That's true. <laughs> it is a one hit sort of wonder, wasn't it, Colonel Abrams? Yeah, it was. Um, don't understand why, really. It was kind of, it's very sort of, um, I can I say what well, it is quite stock aching and Mortman in some of the places. And I, I'm, yeah, I read a quote from Mike Stock saying it was kind of the influence to the Rick Astley song, Never Gonna Give You Up, the baseline. Uh, Who is it? Yeah, so I think uh, all the sort of the structure of it. So I think uh, for me, it sort of reeks a little bit of cheese. I mean, I like, I like the song. I think, it's, I think it's pretty decent. It is a good song, but it's, it falls right into that 80s cheese. If you go to an 80s night, you're going to hear this song. Yeah, 100%. And it's a good song, but it is that it's everything about it is eighties, isn't it? It's like I'm trapped like a fool, I can't get out. You know where I'm trapped. He's like he's really angry about being trapped. He's and and like you said, the bass line and the beat yeah, to yeah. it. It's um it's, like, turn, it's me over, turn, it, turn me over to the hands of the law. I guess they think that you I'm not good enough for you. Well, he's angry, you're right, he is angry. It's it's fuming. He's absolutely fuming. He's like a fool. He can't get out, he's trapped. He's a fool like in a, a cage. Fool. Yeah, in a cage. Exactly. It didn't, it's not like he's been tricked. Or it's not like he's been, it's, it's like, he's easily trapped. Um, with his military mind now, he should have probably got out a bit quicker. Well, I'm surprised he got caught in the first place. With That's a good point. Background. <laughs> <laughs> Poison dart though, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> got him in the neck. How dare you? What can you do? I mean, that's why he's so angry, because it's a, it's a sucker punch, the poison dart. Yeah, he's singing it in part anger, part probably part embarrassment as well, I think, Colonel Abrams. Yeah. Also, he's annoyed that he's called Colonel Abrams, not Abraham. I keep saying Abraham. It's Abrams. It's Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a few, things he's, a few things he's annoyed about. But, um, 
So there you go. So that's that is the song we are going to try and find five better than today. What do you reckon, Jim? Got some good ones? I've got some. I've got some absolute bangers and some absolute stinkers. Booze talk, booze talk. What you drinking tonight? So, Jim, what are you drinking tonight? Right. Well, I've um, I've started off with an alcohol free. Yeah. Uh, I'm on an alcohol free Heineken because I had a couple of glasses of wine with my um with my dinner, but I've just about finished the alcohol-free Heineken. I'm okay, about to it, a glass of red wine now. I think we've mentioned the glass of, uh, or we mentioned the alcohol-free beer in our last episode, didn't we? And also, I think you mentioned, oh, we had a Heineken, didn't we, actually, in the last one? Yeah, yeah, we did have the Heineken. I do like an alcohol-free Heineken. Well, I, I'm going to match you with that, but it's a Brewdog Punk AF. Oh, uh, yeah, free yeah, I've had yeah. one of those, yeah. Uh, really nice, really decent. They're great. Yeah, they're nice. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of those recently in the lockdown. Yeah, I quite like it in the afternoon, four or five o'clock. I like an alcohol-free beer, just to, especially in the in the weather, in the nice weather. Yeah, but now in in a, in a more interesting manoeuvre, I'm moving on to a red wine. Oh, um, and I've so you've got you red wine, beer, red wine. Like I said, I look a bit red wine. Yeah, beer, but the beer's beer got no alcohol, so it's yeah. not like I'm doing the grape and the grain. Okay, nice, tidy. I'm um, going to probably go so on to, uh, I've got some, oh, I'll share it with you later, but I've got a couple of good beers. So this, this, this red wine is, I love this red wine. It's, um, it's Bruce Jack. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Is it Shiraz? Uh, I've got, this is his Melbeck. Right. Okay. Which I like just as much as a Shiraz, but honestly in this house, if there's not a bottle of Bruce Jack knocking about, there's something going wrong. It's, I, I find it's really nice and inexpensive and it's a great, little wine for every Friday night. <laughs> is it quaffable? I find it really quaffable. I think he's done, he's made two good wines there. I always, but every week I buy one of each. Nice. And, uh, just like, yeah, just open them as and when. Do you think people are drinking more because of the lockdown? I, 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 I got a feeling they are, yeah, and I think, well, I think definitely I'm sort of, yeah, I think I've doubled the sort of amount of money I spend on a sort of wine and beer a week, but I think, I think it's quite, out, there's not as much outgo everywhere else, is there? I'm not spending any money on petrol. No, not at all, yeah. Over the last few weeks, most nights, I'll have a sneaky little glass of port before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's delicious. delicious. Is, that like, is that like sneaky, like the lights are off, you're in the corner, sort of <laughs> doing, doing, putting your arm up, trying to cover the drink, kind of sneakiness? <laughs> Pretty everyone, much. Everyone, everyone goes to bed. <laughs> I come down and turn the TV on. Pour myself a glass of port at about eight thirty. <laughs> Watch some rubbish on TV that I'm not interested in for the time it takes me to drink the glass of port, and then shuffle off to bed. I think I'm turning into my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> you, your legs have got quite a nice ninety, I'd imagine. Drinking port, that's a brave man. It's quite, um, it's, really it's like quite, it. it's quite sweet. I find it quite too much actually after a while. No, I quite like if you get like there's some good ones out there. If you get uh, actually the, the ones I've been I've drink, I drink Cockburns or Coburns, yeah, Coburns, yeah, uh, yeah, but you've got to say Cockburns. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you? I've got my digital dice because obviously we're not in the same room as we, as, as, no. as we usually are, so I'm, I'm now going to bring out the virtual dice. Remember, whatever number it is, you're going to hopefully have a song. Your list of six. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to look at my list of six okay. now. Okay, number... It's a number three. <laughs> Excellent. What a place to start. Brilliant. Uh-oh. Love it. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a fine singer, a very fine singer, known for his brilliant vocals. Um, uh, had two names, actually. Was originally known as Jerry Dorsey, but... Um, then decided Jerry Dorsey wasn't working, so he changed his name to Engelbert Humperdinck. And uh, the song we're going with is Please Release Me. Release me and let me love again. Um, what can I say? He's called Engelbert Humperdinck. Um, I, don't, I don't want to get all the Eddie Izzard on the Humperdinck riff, but it is a brilliant, brilliant name. 
Um, I'd love to know where they came up with that. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole, like Eddie Lizard does a whole sketch on it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does, he does. I mean, but Engelbert, you can... Dingle Bert, Engelbert, I mean, Bert, Bert's quite an average name, but you put an Engel in front of it. Like, you could even go with Engelbert. I mean, he's that guy who's Bert, in that baby Bert. driver, Ansel Engelhort or something. Uh, he's the actor in Baby Driver. Which one's he? He's the main driver. Oh, the young the lad. The driver. Yeah, Ansel Engelhort or something, isn't it? El- Ansel Elgort is his name. But that's both. That's his yes. first and last name, Ansel, and his last name's Elgort. But Engelbert, yeah. I mean, Humpledink sounds like a character from a, a children's fairy tale. It doesn't sound <laughs> it does. good either. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds more difficult to say than Rumpelstiltskin. Um, go on, what, I mean, so why, why is this song? Okay, okay so... Go on, that's the song. He's just a classic crooner, isn't he? Like Engelbert Humperdinck. Your dad must have worked with Engelbert Humperdinck. I think he has, because also I think as a, as a local connection, my dad was born in Leicester, so I think that's where he lives, Engelbert Humperdinck. So I think there's a... He's certainly he's uh, like, he's, been around. He's a major crooner, Humperdinck, isn't he? He's like, I mean, he's, he was a big star. He had a big following. I mean, we used, when, I, when I was a kid, we used to take the, take the piss out of his name. Um, you know, and laughed that there was someone called Engelbert Humperdinck. But, um, you know, please release me. It's a, it's a good tune. It's like, w- weirdly, having listened to, thinking about all the lyrics, and Matt came up with this one. Yeah, go on. Um, which is slightly worrying, because we please release me, let me go, because I don't love you anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny, now, did she leave you a letter on the way out? She said, it's like saying it. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> addressed to John or something. Like yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> Expensive dear, Ralph, Bates dear, dear. Ralph Bates turned up as well. Um, um, it's, it is a good song, please release me. It, it's a it's, it's a cover song, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but it was written in 1949. Uh, it's, I think it's known as Release Me. Um, yeah, written by Eddie Piano Miller. I wonder what he played and Robert Ute. Yeah, 1949. So and it's done. It's, it's one of the songs that's been around for a while. It's done a few versions of it as well. By the looks of it, I, I mean, which begs the question. Sorry, very quickly, what was the other song he wrote where he sang El- Engelbert? What else, what else is he known for? There's one I used to know the one when he was Jerry Dorsey because my mate always used to go on about it. Um, oh, I'll never he, fall in love again. That is it. I'll never fall in love again. Oh, what the uh, what back, do you back get when you fall in love? Back yeah. song, yeah. Yeah, but he's of that era, isn't he? Where everyone kind of I think we talked about before, where there's certain artists in the sixties who just song sort of covers didn't they yeah um but like he was i mean he was a good he's a good singer it's almost like it's weird he changed his name to engelbert humberdink to forge his career and that did him a load of favors at the time but now in the annals of history people just look at the name and go engelbert humberdink <laughs> but i suppose it's one of those names you use, you remember as well so it's kind of it's quite it's a unique name it's a memorable name even if it's slightly ridiculous and then there's a newsreader called chris peacock i can live with chris peacock though chris peacock <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> i can still live with chris peacock as well <laughs> I think you get it in the KFC then. <laughs> I don't know. Is, that, is it by the aisle where they sell the port, which is the Cockburn? Um, <laughs> um, is it a better? I mean, uh, it's been. It was. It's also a memory for for I me. The song because of um, it's the Far <laughs> Show have that as a sort of um yeah. end song, don't they? Is that all right? The yeah, of Far Show. Peter, didn't Peter Kay use it on an advert once as well with Humperdinck in the advert? It was a John Smith's advert. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, he's also he's he's also dined off this song for forever, hasn't he? Yeah, Engelbert. I mean, that's that's why it's but that's why it's a better song because although Colonel Abraham's trapped is a brilliant one-hit wonder in 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 the annals of history. In fifty years' time, they'll still be singing "Please Release Me, Let Me Go." I'm not sure people will be trapped. (laughs) I'm like a fool; I can't get out. Maybe if uh, 50 years times Colonel, God rest his soul, he'd, he'd still be singing that song. I mean, I'd like to be proved wrong because I think, you know, in, in 50 years time, maybe the Colonel will be the Engelbert Humperdinck of his generation. We'll never know, unfortunately. That's a, that's, that's a big shame about that. Um, 
What was the colonel's name? Do we actually, what's his real name? Did we find out? Colonel Abrams. Yeah. Um, it does sound like a fast food restaurant. I mean, you've got, that's, if your parents call yourself the colonel, you've got, you've got they've, they've got some high standards. Is, right. is it better? <clears throat> uh, see, I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the song. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say, no, it's not better. I don't think it's worse. I just don't think it's better. And, you know, the songs, the title of the podcast isn't called Five Songs just as good as <laughs> okay I'll take with, with, with the caveat I'll take I think, with the caveat I think it's, it's, it sounds good it's different but it's, it's uh, for me it doesn't, admit, it doesn't grab me I've got to admit I'm, I'm, not, I'm not rushing to listen to bloody Humperdinck at any any no, the God, every no. opportunity I only picked Engelbert Humperdinck because his name's Engelbert Humperdinck that's a good enough reason for me huh? you know so. I mean, I've got some shocking choices so I'm sure it will <laughs> okay, well, well, let's, we'll let's, get, let's get one of those in one, one nil to the colonel let's um, see what you've got so I'm going to roll for you okay. I'm going to use my digital dice um, my metaphorical dice as well and I've rolled for you and I've rolled a five. Oh, okay I was, I was quite hoping this would come up this is a good one uh, <laughs> this is the one that I think is good and you're probably going to go no <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, we're still in the eighties, though. Well, from in terms of the Colonel song, uh, a little bit later in the eighties. It's nineteen eighty-six, only a year later. And this is "Break Out" by Swing Out Sister. So, if we're on about eighties and we're talking about one-hit wonders. Swing Out Sister, Breakout. Um, that's a great song, I think. I mean, I, I've listened to it a lot, obviously quite a lot recently, just to, just to get myself back into the sort of why I think it's better than Colonel Abrams. But i got to be honest, I love her voice. I think her voice is brilliant. I think it's really luxurious. It's got a nice sort of richness to it. Um, and actually the song, having heard it performed on Top of the Pops and seen it, actually they did, they did a... Swing Out Sister did a, uh, a rehearsal YouTube thing recently, about literally about two months ago, and they're sort of still playing. I think it's only her and the keyboard player just left. Um, and they did a really good version of a little breakout. And I think they changed the sort of style and the feel to it each time they sort of do a tour or however, you know, however they do it. But it's, it's a really good, it's a really well-structured song. And I think it has a lot of things going for it in terms of good catchy uh, chorus, good vocals, really quite jazzy influenced. Um, love the horns, big fan of the trumpets, as you know. Uh, <laughs> good breakdown at the end in terms of where you do drop out, just her singing. She does a little bit of 80s rap, which I think is a little bit kind of cringy about, you know, it's not about the law. She sings, um, Lay down the law. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Break the one. And day in, day out, break and, do you know what? There's only one hit. That was, their, that was their biggest hit. They've had a couple of other songs, but. Um, it's great. I think it's great. I think it stands up. Also, it doesn't sound very 80s to me, apart from a little bit of synth. It doesn't sound, it still kind of sounds fairly kind of, I don't know, not, not current, but it doesn't, doesn't sound like it's from an, a typical 80s, like a trapped Colonel Abrams for me. But I think you might be surprised by my response here. I absolutely love this song. Um, hence my knowledge of the rap uh, yeah. there um, a minute ago. I you know, I don't want to get into the this was the first record I ever bought sort of thing, but I remember yeah. buying this record on a seven inch from our price in yeah. my local town centre. And it must have been 1986. I would have been buying it with my own money. So it must have been close to being, I remember, you know, this uh, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. I think yeah. I ended up buying um, the Blow Monkeys when I bought this. I bought this song when I bought Smith's Ask. Oh wow! Um, okay, yeah, on yeah. the same shopping trip, so it was very early on in my buying. Yeah, um, so it's a brilliant seven-inch sleeve with. Oh, I remember, the, I remember her. Yeah, camera. Like, I mean, she's got really a good, good look as well. Really good. Yeah, look. she's a really good look about her. Great hair. I agree with you with their voice. I think she's got a, a great voice. Um, I it never really twigged to me that they were one-hit wonders with it, but I think it's. I used to listen to this all the time. It's such a good song. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, so. You're not going to get any arguments from me on this. Uh, this is, I, I, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit more, but ultimately this is a done deal. Yeah, and also, it's just a, 
Like I say, I like a song that's got a lot going on. I think it's got a good structure, like I said. You know, it's got a great build-up. Yeah. It's got a great sort of, it's crescendo. It does your favourite thing of a change of key. Uh, yeah. Towards the back end of the song. And, um, you know, it's got some great backing vocals. It's got nice harmonies. It's got some good advice. You know, don't stop to ask. You know, you find a great deal, make it last. Yeah, oh yeah. She's, oh, she's, she's know, wise. She's not, it's not just a singer. You've got to make your way, break out. It's, uh, no, this, yeah, all the way through the eighth and through the second part of the eighties, I would listen to this on repeat on my. I think I had a Kathy stereo system, um, which had a turntable on the top, and uh, oh, yeah. and this song used to this used to come out quite a lot and be played. So yeah, no, this is a really good song. I'd I hadn't even th- I'd forgotten about this. That's terrible. Just, you know, it's, 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 this is, yeah, it's a great song. This is probably <clears> one of my favourites on the list of six I've got. But uh, yeah, like I say, it's, and it's great to go back and listen to them and, and just find old footage of them singing it and, and just sort of see how they've sort of changed. They were three-piece and then they, they went, I think yeah. they were a duo, then a three-piece when the song was released and then they've gone back to sort of just her and... Corinne was her name. Corinne, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. She's great. I mean, and she still looks pretty decent now, you know, in terms of just still got the look. Um, still got the same haircut. It's a, great, it's a great name for a band as well, Swing Out Sister. It is, I isn't it? There's something, there's something kind of, and there is that kind of swing element to the to the music they're playing. Yeah, no, it's very so, jazz or jazz fused. Yeah, um, I think smooth jazz. And they, that's, that's that's brought back some wonderful memories. That that's a great song. Excellent. Um, so that, that's it. One all. Yeah, that's that's uh, honestly that was that was top bins. Was that was right <laughs> in the top corner. Top bins. Okay, you ready? Four for you, Jim. And four. What you got? Okay. <laughs> right. I'm trying to. Like, this one, as I'm trying to do family links for you with songs that I've. Uh, on some of these and this this one does have a link to you um this is someone this is an artist who i think went under the radar quite a lot when her album came out it came out at the same time as um uh, uh he was uh going in for the kill who was that, that was, uh, uh well how old is she uh it's only a couple of years old oh, um okay. she was the daughter of june ackland from the bill, uh, different artist, but she, um, Daughter I, June I remember, yeah, I remember her name. It's not, I mean, it's not even the song I've picked anyway. Okay. Uh, no, I've just, my, my, my trivia of like, sort of like <clears throat> that kind of area is pretty good. And I don't know. LaRue. Do you remember LaRue? Oh, I do. Yeah. 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 Going in for the kill. She yeah, was yeah. June Ackland, the bill's daughter. Get out of it. No, I saw that on uh, good morning Britain. One That's, day. That's great. And they were interviewing her and they said, we remember you being here when we were interviewing your mum about the bill like 20 years ago. That's brilliant. <laughs> God, I'll tell God. you what, that's music trivia right there. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, <laughs> not her, not any of her songs, but someone who came exactly the same time who I really liked and I think went massively under the radar. I, yeah. I think, because I don't think a lot of people knew who she was, but um, an artist called Little Boots, and she has a song called Stuck on Repeat. So let's have a listen to that. And then I'll tell you the link with your brother in a minute as well. Okay. I know I bought the album. I think she's brilliant. I love this album. I thought it was amazing. And uh, this song was, uh, this song inspired me to buy the album. And the version I heard, the first version I heard of this, Link With Your Brother, Gary yeah. Newman. Ah, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Did, Gary Newman and her did a co- collaboration on that song that was just amazing. Gary Newman doing all the electric. Yeah, I can sort of hear an influence a little bit on the song. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and she she was singing over the top, and I, I it was amazing. I remember trying to for your brother to get tickets, <laughs> Little Boots and Gary Newman in some some way. Um, but no, it's honestly, I, it's a really good album. I love that song. Really what's the What's the link to Trap? So I'm just because uh, I don't I'm not familiar massively. Stuck, Stuck on, on repeat. I'm having the same day every day. Okay. Okay. All right. The song's called Stuck on Repeat. 
I wake up in the morning, I can't go out of the house and stuff. Okay. That's not what she's singing about, but yeah, yeah. Every time I try to break for it, okay, yeah, I get you. Okay, she's still going, little boots. Yeah, there was only um, like six, seven years ago. I used to listen to it in my mini. Yeah, I tell you what, it was released in two thousand and eight, Jim. Yeah. There you go. Twelve years ago. Well, Twelve years ago. Yeah, God, yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I used to have the top down on my mini and that's blasting out. You didn't expect that one, did you? I didn't expect that one, Jim. I said, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm quite impressed I didn't actually know her. And I've, uh, I've never actually heard oh, of her. I don't, oh, you've got to okay, go, honestly, get onto Spotify and look her up. She's oh. that, like, her, the whole album is that sort of thing. It's like this kind of electronic um, dance kind of, it was very similar to what we were doing, whereas LaRue was a bit more minimal. Yeah, okay. Little Boots have much more production values and much more kind of, um, much more in that vein of like 80s electronica, like um, uh, Gary George, Newman, as we yeah. said, but also like Ultravox or things like that. You know, this kind of like Medjool was proper production, wasn't he? He was like, yeah. you know, he was a producer for an artist almost in what he was doing because he loved to kind of really build his songs so yeah um and i think there's so much influence with her on that and it's it's, it's good dance track so also another one going under a different name so her real name is victoria christina hesketh and engelbert Humperdinck. both people not using their real names i know abrams did they he did he did surprisingly he get extra points for that <laughs> i tell you what jim i'm gonna say yes it is better yes yeah actually i think actually you you give a good account for that actually uh and only hearing a little snippet of it just then. Normally, I would go, "Nah, okay, I didn't hear enough about it." But actually, yeah, I think, I think, I think for your passion, and for your argument, and, and the context of song, it. If you if you listen to that song all the way through, honestly, if you don't listen to that song all the way through and think, I "Wish that was around twenty years ago when I was clubbing," it's one of those songs that I think, I'd, like, if I was out, I'd love that to come on. I'd be like spinning head moves across the dance floor quite happily, <laughs> little boosting yourself up. I would be bouncing all over the place. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, you know what I mean? We've given Colonel the boot, it's 2 1. So, 2 1 to <clears> us. <throat> but listen, before we go on, we've got some musical um, people have left us. It's all quite, um, it's quite a list as well. It's a sad time, honestly. It's there sad was a, time. There were a couple. I mean, we started. Let's go through, and I thought coronavirus can really fuck off. No, oh, it took it. It took a, it took, took no prisoners. So we've got to talk about obviously the my boy lollipop singer Millie Small. Yeah, great, great song, really good song from that era. It's got one of my favourite lines in it. Oh, well, what's that? You make my heart go giddy up. <laughs> I love the way she does a giddy up. Giddy up. I think it's brilliant. Make um, my heart go giddy up. Dave Greenfield from the Stranglers, who you know the great um, golden brown piano kind of like uh, yeah, riff always the same. Uh, the guy from Craftwork, obviously. Yeah, that was a Florent from Craftwork. That was a big one, wasn't it? Um, right, that BBC is... Six Music did a great tribute. They played the whole of uh, Das Autobahn, 22 minutes of it. Oh, right. Fantastic. Craig Charles did it. It's great. Um, Tony Allen, the Afro beat drummer. Yeah. Um, again, another seminal kind of like, you know, musician and pushing that genre forward. Kenny Rogers. Not logins. Not logins, as, as I thought you <laughs> as you told me briefly. Uh, Islands in the stream, gone. Gone. Gambler. Um, cashed him in. Cashed in his chips. A big one I felt quite sad for. Bill Withers. Yeah, that was quite sad. We've to, yeah. we've had Bill Withers on. We have, we yeah. Didn't have him on the show, but we talked about him on the show. Well, yeah, last episode I think, lovely day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we mentioned it in the song, and. Uh, and literally recently, Little Richard. Mm. What about really, really bad. I mean, I, I, when we first got a CD player in our house when I grew up in uh, <clears throat> yeah, the 80s again, um, mid-80s sort of thing, we went to the local cash and carry, the local, local macro, and bought a couple of CDs. Right. One of them... Soul Roots was uh, Greatest Hits of Soul, which obviously kind of piqued my interest. That and a Marvin Gaye album I got with it. Yeah. My dad's shaver once. And um, the, but then the other, the other album we got was Little Richard's Greatest Hits. 
So he used to listen to that a lot. And that was a brilliant album, man. That, the, he used to beat the living crap out of the piano as he played it. Oh, but honestly, he was so, so forceful, <clears> wasn't he? I mean, what a voice. Oh, he was like forceful. He was a force of bloody nature when, yeah. when he kicked off, wasn't he? I mean, it's like, I just think him and if him and Jerry Lee Lewis walked into a music store, the pianos would edge their way out the back because they didn't want to be absolutely battered to bits. Which well, is actually surprising that he's still alive, isn't he, Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah. I mean, those two, I thought, I mean, he was like, he's 88, 87, Little Richard, when he died. I mean, yeah. they've been out for years. Um, and just, he, he, like, he's one of the, Really, he's one of the, the, the keys, isn't he? To I think he's, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Him, I mean, they sort of say him he's he, he invented it, sort of Elvis sort of like popularized it, and yeah, yeah, from then you got the Beatles, and him, stuff, Chuck yeah. Berry, Marty McFly, um, yeah, all Doc these Brown. people, Doc Mar Brown, Marvin Gale, <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Berry, <laughs> sorry, uh, but yeah, great. And also, I've watched a great bit of footage on uh, YouTube of him. Uh, Little Richard playing with uh, and singing with Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. Who can sing the best? <laughs> it was a bit of a, a, <laughs> a sing-off. Really <laughs> Didn't Paul McCartney say Little Richard taught him how to scream in songs? Oh, really? Yeah, you can I sort of see. I heard a quote the other day. He said, uh, Paul McCartney said, uh, Little Richard taught him how to do the scream. It's like, I think you said it a few... Um, when you, we, you, you brought in... Uh, Twist and shout. Oh, yeah, Beatles. John Lennon, yeah, yeah. And you said of John Lennon, he buries the <laughs> vocal. He, he digs it through the ground, buries it, bounces it, drives a tractor over it. Like, Little Richard does that every time he yeah. sings. Yeah, that's proper, that's a raw voice, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and a great, a great character as well. And what a look. I mean, you get, you, yeah. you know, pulling that hairstyle off, he's got some, he's got some nerve. <laughs> So you're on for me, Jim. Right, yes. So uh, here we go, rolling my digital dice. Um, I've got a two. Oh, ah, few. I think I might start lucky. Uh, right, this is great. I mean, you, I think for a certain person or sort of people of our age, this is <laughs> this is a theme tune for for BBC uh, series. Uh, but for me, it's, and horses. Yeah. It, you got it already. That's not. <laughs> no, of course not. This is Nina Simone. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. Man should be free. I wish I could give all I'm longing to give. So, as I said, great song. But before that, what what what, what BBC series? Not in Force Norses. To which I am referring. Wow. Could have been film 87, 88, film 89. But for me, actually, it's film 93. For, for some reason, I always think of it as film 93, even though I know every year it went up. Um, but for me, whenever I think of that, I always see the, the icon film and 93 next to it. Oh, with, right. See, with, I'm film 89. Ah. Isn't that interesting? You're only a year older than me. That's yeah. I love that as a theme. I thought, I always, even just as yeah. an instrumental piece, it's like, that's a really cool, it's cool. Yeah, a really cool piece of music. Nice, obviously it's jazz. Um, just it's melodically, like, it's really it's like interesting. A, it's like a lot of the stuff that Nina Simone does. It's got that kind of creeping mm. sense to it. Um, like my baby just cares for me. There's that kind of creeping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, creeping a lot. The music kind of creeps along behind you. It's good. Yeah, and I, this song as well. I mean, again, another another outstanding vocal. I mean, you know. It's, this is in her canon, isn't it? Of great songs that she sung. Um, yeah. And songs that when she performed live, she did it, again, a bit like Swing Our Sister, obviously not in the same sort of league. But like, <laughs> um, she sort of changed it every time she did it. And she changed the sort of, I think she even changed some of the lyrics. Because originally, this is, a, again, another, another song cover. She sang a lot of covers. Um, 1963 song by Dick Dallas and Billy Taylor. And it actually was an instrumental to begin with. And I think he wrote Billy Taylor some lyrics. Uh, I think he wrote the first verse and then someone else helped him with the second, but um, second and third. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's kind of got essence of kind of like um, sort of civil rights kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. About being free and like you sort of, you sort of believe it when she's singing it. Um, and, and then yeah. didn't Dick Dallas, he famously went on to make porn films, didn't he? 
Uh, and that's Debbie, his, it's his daughter. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, again, it's got a great structure. It, I mean, her vocals towards the end of it, when she starts almost like just screaming. You mentioned about Little Richard having that kind of great sort of growl, yeah. raw, raw voice. Her raw voice is actually quite, it's sort of quite scary, I think. Um, Have you ever seen that thing I've retweeted on Twitter a number of times? Um, it's an interview with Nina Simone. And the interviewer goes, didn't you have an altercation where you attacked someone with a knife? She went, no, I attacked him with a gun. <laughs> and her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. And she says, someone wanted her to sign, someone owed her some money. And he wouldn't give it to her and she had a contract and it was in Switzerland or something. So she basically got a gun and went and shot him. Made him give her the money. I'll find it on Twitter and retweet it again. It's, <laughs> it's the, uh, and she is absolutely barking mad. Yeah, I mean, she's a scary but, deck character. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly talented. Oh, great. I mean, and then this song, it's, it's, it's a brilliant, like I say, it's a brilliant song, great lyrics, good. It's really interesting musically, I think. And I think, mm. and I think the piano—it's just got a really good hook, you know. And those opening sort of chords play—it's just, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for that. Um, and again, I love a trumpet, as you know. And then this song really punctuates with the horn as well. So I, I'm yeah. a big fan of, um, big fan of this, big fan of her, big fan of this, uh, this version of the song. Uh, again, Bill Engelbert Humperdinck. Who else did versions of the song? Okay, Don Shirt. Some of these I don't know. John Denver did one. Um, Jules Holland, obviously covers everything um yeah but this is a definitive and it may well always be film 93 or 89 for you but this one for me is 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 the one and and why not and why not well yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you know i think it is better than colonel abrams chat and why not <laughs> it's very difficult not to say and why not and of everything i say it is it's a brilliant tune brilliant film you can't I mean, God, if, uh, even if I said it wasn't, Nina Simone would come in and shoot me. So, <laughs> But no, I like, obviously, so Roots, uh, Nina Simone, big fan. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I enjoy, I, do you know what I really, well, someone said to me once, he went to a Tori Amos concert. Yeah. And it was the best concert he ever went to, and it was Tori Amos at a piano. And that's just what I imagine. Like Nina Simone, you could put Nick, you could give me Nina Simone on the piano, and I'd be happy. I like. I get what you're saying with the trumpets and the, you know, the the kind of the other yeah. stuff that goes in there. But everything that she does ultimately is her on the piano. Oh, it's her. She's the voice. She's the talent. Yeah. yeah. She, she's... And 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 just the, everything. The things that she writes are quite simple on the piano. It's not that, you know. If you think about this song. Um, and uh, my baby just cares for me. Um, you know, th there's the simplicity of the. Um, and actually, she's good the, at she's, the piano. She's great at interpreting sort of other people's songs, and I think that's a really that's a quite a talent mm. actually. Um, I'm not be a big fan of the cover version, but I think this version this version is brilliant. And she did um, "Here Comes the Sun," great version. Yeah, yeah, I it's think a brilliant I'm, version. It's really good. So she actually. Yeah, it's, it sounds fresh when she sings it. And uh, yeah, this stuff. Yeah, this song, I mean, I, it, for me, Nina Simone, I always thought, well, I say always, for like when I was younger, I thought she wrote Here Comes the Sun. Ah, okay. I didn't, I didn't realise until later that it was, it was George Harrison. I, I thought that was her song. Yeah. Um, because it's such a good version of it. Yeah, no, it takes it to great places. But yeah, this, uh, this is better than George. Uh, not George, Colonel Abrams <laughs> trapped. 100% <laughs> certain. Otherwise, if it's not, I'm sending Nina over. Yeah, well, no need to send Nina over. It's, um, <laughs> Colonel Abrams, he's, he's like, honestly, it was a, this is a lob over the top. This has gone right in the back of the net and he's, uh, he's left looking at, he's looking at the L now and we're looking at a W. 3-1. Last one, Jim. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm one of you. It. So here we go. Digital Dice. And then I'm getting back on my list. And I've rolled a three. Oh, you've had a three already. Hold on again. Yeah. Uh, let's try. Uh, six? Did a six? No. Six. 
Six. No, I haven't had a six. Okay. Oh, what's your six? This is one. I'm, I would have thought you'd have had this one, actually. Oh, as one of yours. I might have. Um, this is... Uh, this is the Beach Boys and the classic In My Room. Go and tell my secrets to In My Room. Boys, one of your favourites, one of my favourites, and uh, just this is the, like that kind of. Obviously, the link is in my room, so yeah. stuck in the room uh, there. But um, it's, it's. I love the kind of simplicity of it. I love the fact that I really liked this when I was younger because it it reminds you of that kind of teenage sort of. You know, um, I'm in my room. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm thinking about things. I'm going through that teenage angst. Yeah, I've probably got the Smiths albums on at the same time, and it's all that kind of. Uh, and and it's just there's. A, I think there's a real honesty to it, um, mm. which I think is with all of the best Beach Boys stuff, um, because sometimes you can get lost in the Americana of some of the Beach Boys. You know, like um, Surfing USA or uh, Little Deuce Coop. Mm. Or um, uh, uh, get around, the, yeah, yeah, get around those sorts of things. There's that real kind of, um, you know, blonde-haired, sixteen-year-olds driving their cars. That kind of that that kind of clean-cut Americana image. But the, uh, for me, the best Beach, Beach Boys ones are the ones with the real. There's like a real um, naivety and honesty in what they're mm. saying. Um, like God only knows, we've talked. I'm sure we've talked about that on here before. Is you know the naivety within that is is brilliant. And this it's like you know, it's a it's a teenage boy in his room thinking about girls that he loves and what's going on in his life and and that sort of thing. Uh, and just uh, just a great honest song about what it's like to be a teenager. There we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you say, you've, you said it already. You're preaching to the converted here, Brian Wilson. I mean, <laughs> the man's a living genius, so I think uh, in the same vein that De uh, Nina Simone can pretty much interpret anything and, and is master yeah. what, she, what she does. He, he's, ama he's amazing. You know, he's, you know, I've seen him four or five times now. He still impresses me, even at his grand old age of what he is now. But he's, yeah, and this is great. And he, I think he wrote, he wrote his... Early 20s, 21, I think he was. But yeah. 1963, I think it said he was released. And um, yeah, it's, it's impressive. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a genius. And then what, what, I mean, that's the Beach Boys were lucky to have Brian Wilson because they didn't have him. It was just the two two brothers, not the three brothers, and the cousin. And they, they'd be a good it, harmony group. They'd be a great, great group, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't have had the longevity. They certainly wouldn't still be now making a, a living out of it. And I think, uh, they wouldn't have had as well, I think decent songs have, as they they did actually end up having with him. Yeah, they'd have been very much the they'd have been very much more the Americana kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. For, all of the, the the real kind of um, introspective stuff you, you feel comes from him and comes from like you know you can almost see his um, mental issues. That's the terrible way to say it, but do you know what I mean? His, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. His, with his mental health, yeah, um, coming out in songs like this, you can kind of feel that there's that inner turmoil. Yeah, is there? And he's really fortunate because he was a, he's the, the composer. But a lot of them were written lyrically by someone else, uh, but yeah. I think he found someone who completely like Bernie Taupin and Elton John. You know, you yeah, find, yeah, you find you're kind of like yin and the yang, and they sort of fit. And I think he found yeah, he found with this, but also with like other you know other lyricists that is. Uh, yeah, they could write perfect lyrics for the perfect sort of chords and the. And the other, it's the other guy that sings it, isn't it? Isn't it Mike that sings this one? Because uh, it's got uh, that quite high pitch. Mike sort of, was the main singer, and I think uh, it probably. And it really was. suits his vocal as well. It's that really there's kind of that innocence yeah. behind the vocal as well. Without wanting to get too deep about it, but I, I love this song. It's a great. Song. It's a great song, yeah, and it's simplicity, you know, and it's it's not. You know, it's not complicated. It's not, but it's not simple enough to be like four chords and, yeah, say the sort of the rock and roll stuff they did. Yeah, and, and he still plays this now. And he, you know, 
Imagine that, 21, yeah, tw- 21 writing this and you're still playing it sort of 50 odd years later because yeah. it's a great song. I mean, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's one of those ones that is really timeless because you, you could play any, any kid who's hit an age where they're kind of, you know, mulling things over in their mind, thinking about where life is going, thinking about yeah. what they're kind of doing. You can listen to that song and it kind of just speaks to you. It kind of says, yeah, everyone goes through that. That's what it's kind yeah. of saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. goes through what you go through as a teenager. More so than something like The Smiths, which is like, I'm having a really bad time. Yeah. And it's kind of, there's a, because there's a certain section of people that don't like The Smiths because they don't they don't buy into that kind of angst whereas this is not it's not like depressive angst it's just like this is what this is what being a teenager is like this is what going into your 20s is like this is so so um i think because yeah and that era 1963 no one the idea of being a sort of a teenager with problems wasn't really yeah. wasn't really a thing you certainly wouldn't express it like he did but uh so i think it's kind of mist, mystified with it it's sort of missed um yeah, it's got to sort of miss this sort of feel about kind of like how sick, cool the 60s is and, and yeah, how, yeah. how youthful people, the kids are and how, yeah, and how they feel about life. And yeah, it's, it's a great song. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh, no, I think he's the lead vocal on this. I'm just reading. Brian Wilson. Oh, right. So he's the lead vocal on this. Mike loves the backing vocalist for that, which is odd. Yeah. Ah. ah, well, there you go. Um, hmm. Yeah, good, good song, Jim. Yes, and, and not on my list of six. No, I'm, yeah, that's uh, you'd be surprised to hear that. I was but, surprised uh, at that. I thought you might you, that, that would have been one that you'd have had. Didn't think, didn't think. Is, I suppose in, in the in the great scheme of things, it's probably quite a tenuous link. Um, well, that's uh, the problem. I mean, obviously, it's better. So I think you know, it's four, it's four one. Well, let's have a look. What, what else did you have in your? Uh, well, you had you had three more. You could have had up to six. What did you have? Uh, what other extras? Six, right. Okay, so I had... Um, we were talking about Marty McFly earlier. Yeah. Um, Huey Lewis in the News. Other Ooh. big hit. Yeah. Stuck With You. That's a good song. <laughs> it's, it's all right, isn't it? That's all right, actually. I, I like that song. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. I'm so happy to yeah, I know the third song obviously was hit to be square, wasn't it? But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I had that. Um, I had uh, uh, Georges Marquet, Freedom. Uh, um, of course, the cover version of Rob Williams' song. The cover version of Rob Williams. <laughs> um, the other one that I had, which uh, me and Nat were talking about, she said Kim Wilde, but it's actually um, uh, Dinah Ross and the Supremes, You Keep Me Hanging On. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent song. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the the lyric is "Set me free, why don't you, babe?" Isn't yeah, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that, that's I thought, I thought that was a that was a good one, and obviously, so great. Diana Ross and the Supremes, love Diana Ross and the Supremes. Excellent. I had. Um, so what, did, what did you have then? I well, I had it. Uh, living in a box, which is the first, the first one I thought about. Yeah, we agreed. I'm that. sure you probably had didn't that make as well. the list. Uh, I had. I had which REM. I had REM. The end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it, but I'm not sure. Oh, that, yeah. that was a little bit kind of tenuous. Like, well, okay, everything's going to pot. I don't know. Trapped. Uh, Nirvana's yeah. stay, stay Away. Again, yeah. Again, a lot of these were kind of verging a little bit into kind of like that sort of isolation idea. And um, one which I think was probably my strongest one alongside of the two was the Devil in the Deep Blue Sea, which is a George Harrison uh, cover, yeah, another cover, yeah. actually, uh, on, the, on, his, on his last album he did. Which is I like, know the original of that. Who's the original? I oh, the original, but not. We're just some bloke called Caleb, or it's not Caleb, it's some, some yeah, random Capo just... or something. It's a strange name, but yeah, really, it's a really good song. It's one of, actually one of my favourite songs of his, actually, that he, that he recorded. But um, yeah, they're my other ones, but there was loads. I mean, could have had quite a few different versions of, sort of, of you know. Well, had, there were things like Jailhouse Rock, but I thought that was a bit uh, cheesy. Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. Like, it's not that bad. Um, but then there was stuff like uh, Suspicious Minds because of the lyric, uh, caught in a trap. Caught in a trap, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's good. We know uh, we had some. We had that, that started becoming too tenuous for me. We had some contributions online. We had uh, on Twitter, Mark Anthony uh, suggested "Locked Up" by Akon. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, which is modern for us. I've got to be honest. I had to listen to it to find out. <laughs> a, what is bad? A, B, who's Akon? Uh, I mean, I did quite well with Little Boots, but that's only because she is. <laughs> yeah, but she's modern, and no one's heard of her. <laughs> um, of course, our good friend Paul Lagadec, who's uh, always listened to the, the show, end, end the, friend of the show, uh, he suggested quite a few. Isolation by Joy Division. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I thought of that one, but uh, he had a. Yeah, the end by the doors. Strange town, oh, the jam. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I the end by the doors. Didn't think of that. That's yeah, cool. well, but, but I think I had that though. In a couple of yeah, uh, we used it a while back. We used it. Used it. I used we it. We used the doors. Yeah, showroom dummies by Craftwork. About looking out the windows, but uh, could have used that. Uh, so yeah, so nice contributions there. But it's a yeah, it's nice to kind of get. It's always good to get that one out of the way. The sort of the, the lock the lockdown special. Hopefully the uh, audio is not too uh, sort of annoying with a sort of the odd voice yeah. or like changes every now and then. But yeah, it's been it's been all right. It's quite good. Also, I get to see you. Yeah. It's quite nice face to face. I know it's quite bizarre. Keeping our distance. Um, yeah, but... Do you know what the other thing I meant to say? Sorry, uh, I said I'd give him a shout out if he gave us a thing, but uh, no to me the other day and I haven't spoken to Noel for ages and I said I couldn't play poker because I was doing a podcast so uh, I said I'd give him a shout out if he thought of a song better than Trapped he didn't get back to me on that but he said he'd ever listen to the podcast so oh nice one Noel yeah cool to this now. Here's a, you, you've doubled our listenership <laughs> <laughs> <Well done. laughs> um, so of, of course any ideas for, for themes is always welcome at 5 Better Podcast yeah. you can find us on Twitter or Instagram or uh, various other places but yeah uh let us know and keep us yeah keep us interested and let's, let's get some let's get some new keep things listening. on the go yeah keep listening and and also whoever's listening out there stay safe don't do anything stupid um yeah. otherwise you know listen he's, he's a man who stayed at home drinking port for the last five weeks <laughs> he knows what he's talking about all right <laughs> honestly i highly recommend it if you are finding lockdown difficult go and buy Bottle of pool, little glass at the end of the day. I think it's falling asleep. Joe, wake up. Podcast.